0: This program is brought to you by babawaymedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This, I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. It had been a rough couple of weeks, and the, the struggles were a little overwhelming to me. So when she asked how I was doing, I just decided to be honest. And I said, I'm just trying to be a Daniel. And she immediately replied, I thought the same thing. It's like you've been thrown into a lion's den. But that's not really what I meant. I didn't mean that I was in a lion's den because I wasn't. But she knew who ex- exactly who I was talking about when I said that name, Daniel. She knew he, just like most of us, that he was the guy who survived the lion's den. But there was just so much more to that name, more than a lion's den. See, Daniel chapter 1 begins Daniel's story. The whole book is about Daniel. The Lord had given Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and Judah, God's people, as captives of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. The captivity of Judah, it had been prophesied by Isaiah and Jeremiah. They all knew it was coming because of their wickedness, because of their rebellion to God. And here it was. And there was Daniel, caught up in that siege. And no doubt you're familiar with the situation there in that first chapter, I expect. The king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring some of the young men from Israel, the captives. And this is very important. He asked that the only ones be brought, that those who were good-looking, smart enough to learn the language and literature well, and had the ability or the manners to serve in the king's court. And this was a custom that a nation, they would take captive a people, and then they would take the best of the best as servants in their home. And Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, And Azariah were among those young men chosen by Ashpenaz, and what happened next, it wasn't out of the ordinary either. Verse seven of chapter one says, "The prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego." There were reasons for this perhaps more than one, but it it was a usual custom to change the names of the slaves or servants once they were captured. You see, it helped to cut off their identity with their previous life, to try to create a new identity with their captors. So every day, they would be referred to by their new name, their old life, their old name, the name their parents gave them. It just no longer existed. It It would be forgotten, or that was the plan. Daniel was to be referred to every day as Belteshazzar, which means Lord of the Straightened Treasure. But it didn't quite work out that way, did it? When the king was having a panic attack about a dream and no one could interpret that dream, he became so angry he declared that that all of the wise men be killed because they couldn't interpret the dream. And Daniel, who was one of the wise men named Belteshazzar, gladly interpreted for him to God's glory, this man who was his captor, chapter two. And when the king had another dream that terrified him, he called for Daniel, who was named Belteshazzar, who interpreted it for him again to God's glory, chapter four. And years later, when the king's son became king, he too was troubled by vision on the wall. And his wife, the king's wife, reminded him that there was a man, Daniel, who could interpret the dream. That he had interpreted his father's dreams. And the king called for Daniel to help him. And Daniel's name never changed back after that. He was always known as Daniel. Not the name given to him by his captors. The name given to him by his parents. The name that means God is my judge. Now, I don't know the significance of that with his parents. Maybe it was a name that would that would help Daniel remember when the day came that he would be surrounded by people in captivity who would not believe in the God of heaven. That every day, every decision that God is real and God is his judge. Maybe that's why his parents gave him that name. But Daniel never forgot that. Not when he interpreted dreams for the king, knowing the outcome could mean his life would be ended, and certainly not when he was asked to bow to the golden statue of the king. And that's why on that day, when I was asked how I was, I was thinking about some of my struggles, and I mentioned Daniel. And she assumed that I meant the lion's den, because that's what she knew. Maybe that's all she knew. And assume that that's what I meant when I said his name. But I was thinking a little bigger. Because there's so much more to Daniel than the lions den. That was a moment, an important moment. It was a decision that reflected how he lived his life. And how he lived out and lived up to his name. And that's why he used his name. Because names mean something, don't they? Adam, the name God gave the first man. Eve, the name given to the first woman, Cain, the first murderer, and Abel, the first murder victim, both the firstborn children on earth. God cha- changed Abram's name to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah for his purpose. They became the father and mother of a multitude, God's people. Saul became Paul as he transformed into an apostle instead of a persecutor. There have been many controversies and discussions over biblical names. Even from the very beginning, the name God, Jehovah, Elohim, Yahweh, Christ, Holy Spirit, Prince of Peace, Eternal Father, Mighty God, Messiah, Emmanuel. Some of the names found in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 are controversial in describing Christ. And we could go on and on. But names mean something. And that day when I used the name Daniel, I wasn't thinking of the lion's den. I was thinking of a man who never lost his identity, who lived out the meaning of his name. God is my judge. Maybe that reminder helped me, helped him to walk into that lion's den. And I'm wondering, what name would it take for us to do the same thing? Christian? Would that do it? Would that change our identity so completely that every decision we made was based on the name we wore? Others knew where we stood even before we said anything because we wore that name, Christian, Christ. They had heard what that name meant. They knew we wouldn't bow down to an idol. They knew that we would face lions and that fear would not keep us from doing what was right. Wouldn't that be something if we lived in a way that that name Christian meant something? So I ask you, what name are you living every day and every decision? And how are you doing? And it is for this that I bow my knees. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Wave Media by visiting us at BibleWaveMedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.